0: I'm a man. 25 of the Speed Mentor podcast. Get your full body harness on, your steel toe cap boots, and your hard hat too for this episode because I'm going to motherfucking smother you in so much secret sauce in this episode that you'll need to be prepared. In fact, bring a friggin' snorkel with you too because I might just drown you in all this freaking sauce. And do you know why? Do you know why I'm feeling so good? Because I'm just off the back of the Greatest Showman extravaganza, the networking and charity event of the year here in Belfast, and I'm feeling absolutely fantastic. You You need to get some of this type of stuff in your life. So you do, folks, you really do. We've just actually issued 200 new Walrus passports for everyone who attended the Greatest Showman event. All the attendees met our strict residency criteria of facing your fears. In this case, the fears were singing and dancing in fancy dress with complete strangers. Sober before you go networking. Now, that's a pretty high fucking bar for any budding Russians. And if you think it's easy, come and join us next week and we'll see the colour of your money. So I just wanted to jump onto this episode and share my learnings from the event and help you on your own journey to become that successful person who's inside you but you're afraid to release out into the world. So I'm going to take you through some stages of the process of how things um, happened and unfolded and were organised and executed for the Greatest Showman Extravaganza and see what you can learn from them. So, stage, stage one. Now, when I say stage one, this sounds like something like a tour de France or something like that, and it certainly felt like a hill climb or two for me um, when trying to actually get this event on. And this is probably why so many people don't get the success they would like And are actually capable of inside if they would just let themselves have it. Now the reason is that people often think, look, that because they're doing good stuff for other people or because they're doing good stuff for charity or for the benefit of others, that for some reason it should be easy. And often nothing is further from the truth. In fact, it's actually more difficult to do good stuff for people than it is Um, To do other stuff that isn't good stuff for people If you understand what I'm saying The good stuff is the really tough stuff So uh, people can get charity fatigue And all sorts of things Kick in and they're so busy looking after their own lives They don't want to let you in To show what you can do for them So I want to give you a run through of some of the shit That's happened to me trying to raise money um, For a charity that's the the, uh, Northern Ireland Children's Hospice And do a, a cracking networking event at the same time Now, what happened was The reason this was so difficult this year in 2019 was I made one small error at the start of the process which was by making a a real last minute decision to name a date to do The Greatest Showman before I had actually confirmed the cinema and the movie rights. Now, I got the cinema and the movie last year and it wasn't a difficulty and I wish... I could tell you the the de- full details of what happened over a six-week period this year after I announced the date of The Greatest Showman Networking and Charity Extravaganza, but I'm far too polite and would never talk out of school. Um, Uh, About what's happened because it would implicate some other people But to say that I had hurdles put in my way To prevent this event from ever happening Would be the understatement of the freaking year Now we were firstly, we refused the rights to the sing-along version Now remember, I've been uh, honest up front and I've said I actually named the date before I sought the rights out Um, uh, So we were refused the rights to the sing-along version of the movie And it took me several weeks, in fact a month to resolve that And we were then, after resolving that, we were then turned away by the cinema that we wanted to use. And then to top it all off, having got another cinema at the very last minute, um, the movie was being played and the first song actually came up without any subtitles. And trust me, trust me, you need the subtitles to get everyone up singing and dancing. And that's why I fought so hard to get the sing-along version of the movie. And when the first song came up without the subtitles, I thought to myself, Mm-hmm, there's something wrong here. Then I thought, oh, Gavin, maybe just the first song doesn't have subtitles on it. And everybody sat on their hands for this first song. As I said, now remember, I spent a month over a month trying to get the sing-along version of this movie because I knew how critical it was to make the singing and the dance a success. So... For the entirety of that opening song of The Greatest Show And if you remember the opening song, it's called The Greatest Show It's a real up-tempo song Perfect for dancing It gets everybody in the mood But we all sat there, including myself Because I think I was a wee bit stunned, if I'm honest But no one got up and danced And I sat there, motionless, a wee bit Like a rabbit in the headlights Incapable, in fact, of moving Now, the second song um, in, the, in the movie ...is called A Million Dreams. Ah, and I was shitting it about the subtitles. I was crying inside for my mummy to come and comfort me... ...whenever that song came up... ...and there weren't subtitles on it either. Remember, all I was trying to do was to host an event for charity... ...and give some people a good time. Surely, I deserved a break. But when that second song didn't have subtitles either... I totally and utterly buckled, and I'm not afraid to say that, I was totally distraught, breastfallen, um, I, I just could see that there was going to be no dancing, there was going to be no singing, and that we were going to sit there for the rest of that entire movie, an hour and 45 minutes, on our hands, watching the movie, and then I was going to have some explaining to do. So what I did was I scurried over to the gangway I was trying to get speaking to the guys who were running the movie And by the way, uh, we'd a packed house actually, 200 people there But I scurried over to the gangway at the side of the cinema to see what had gone wrong And my worst fears were confirmed It was the non-sing-along It was the standard movie version of the movie And there was a couple of minutes just talking about whether there was anything that could be done And it was decided that there was nothing that could be done Now it's hard to explain, but I was broken I was fucking broken I had failed. I had really failed. You know, I like talking about failure, but this was a time I did not want to fail. I'd let everyone down. The night was a fucking disaster. I cursed that last minute decision I had made to run the event. This stuff was just streaming through my mind. And I thought about the refusal of the movie, the changing of the cinema, getting food to the event that day was a total utter disaster as well because we'd moved um, venues. And I thought to myself, do you know what? I thought it was going to be a lot easier to host this event this year than it had been the previous year because I haven't people acclimatised to this event. Now, the man who tells everyone else to never give up, that's me. I'm the man who tells everyone else to never give up, but I had given up inside. The man, I am the man who tells everyone else that no one owes you anything, but I felt that someone should have owed me something and should have stopped these fucking disasters from happening. I wasn't listening to my own advice. I was the man who was meant to be the leader of 200 people who turned up. But I was a loser. I had failed them. And as all of those negative thoughts just started streaming through my mind, because I say I've been under a lot of pressure, something happened just in a split second. Something just happened. I shed a tear and felt sorry for myself. But then I remembered... I remembered what I say at the end of every fucking episode. It's your choice. That's what I tell you lot. It's your fucking choice. And in that second, as I shed a wee tear, as I cried out for my fucking mummy, I said to myself, it's your choice, Gavin. And what happened next? What happened next? Well, I could fall like a fucking deck chair on the promenade of Blackpool in a, in a fucking storm. Or I could fight the fuck back. I could fight back. And I decided to dig even deeper, deeper than I'd ever dug before, through the exhaustion, through the heartache and the disappointment, and to honour all of those connected with Northern Ireland Children's Hospice. And I ran like a fucking maniac from the slipway back into the cinema and I let out a primal fucking scream that must have scared the shit out of every single person there. I ran back into the seated area, the throng of people. I summoned every fucking ounce I had left and I shouted, This is the greatest show! Let's dance! This is the greatest show! Let's dance! Come on! Come on! Come on! I went there. They were reluctant, but I fixed them with a stare. You're fucking dead if you don't dance. I'm not taking no for an answer. Now there was some resistance, but I brought so much fucking energy that within about 30 seconds there were 200 people on their feet dancing their skinny asses off and singing to the music. I didn't know I had that in me. If all those things hadn't gone wrong, I wouldn't have found out that I had that extra gear. The adversity adversity either steamrollers you or it helps you uncover the superhero inside you. And you know what? Might sound like a humble brag, but I found a fucking superhero inside me on Thursday night and I'm not afraid to say it. Now what I need you to do is the next time you come up against adversity is rather than complain and give up because it's too fucking hard. I could have done that on multiple occasions in my attempt to run The Greatest Showman this year. A quick post, sorry folks, couldn't get the the rights to the movie. Or a quick post, sorry folks, the cinema has cancelled on us. Or, sorry folks, sit back down on your hands or you're alright during the movie and we'll just accept that there's going to be no singing or dancing. No, I saw the opportunity and the adversity in that split fucking second when I was crying. Now, remember what I've told you in the past. I keep a mental count every time I've had adversity, every time I hit a brick wall, every time it feels like I'm hanging on by my fingernails which are being extracted one at a time through the pain of the adversity and I say to myself, another person... Just dropped out of the race Because this will be too tough for them And that's often the only thing that keeps me going Because I know I'm travelling on the road less travelled Because of the level of adversity And when you're there There's lots of opportunity Because you're the only person that's there to seize them And hoover them up That's when you're sucking the marrow out of the bone folks Now does that make sense? Does it make sense? Listen to it Let those words sink in Every adversity is a fucking opportunity. Get that in your head and stop fucking yapping. Now, stage two, on our wee analogy we're doing with this wee uh, Tour de France, stage two of the event is the showcasing of your efforts. Now, how important that is to showcase your efforts? Now, we're often naturally shy, particularly in Northern Ireland... Um, now I know we have even more listeners outside, outside Northern Ireland than we, ha- than we have within So I'm not sure if it's like that at your particular location But as soon as we show what we're trying to do in Northern Ireland We're slapped down by those who say Oh you're only humble bragging Or there's particular there's some particular virtue uh, in giving and adding value to others Secretly or in silence You see those people who say they're doing it secretly or in silence I fucking doubt they're doing anything at all, if I'm honest Now I don't buy that one bit because if we as leaders don't set the example, don't encourage a community spurt around giving and getting involved, it just won't happen, folks. That's what my job is as a leader, to encourage other people to do similarly to myself when I'm giving back and adding value. So in the last year alone, on the back of The Greatest Showman of 2018, and on the back of me driving that and encouraging other SMEs to develop their own um, CSR, corporate and, social, so, corporate and Social Responsibility Policies, Um, Between two charities, there's been the thick end of £40,000. Yes, folks, £40,000 collected in the last 12 months. And that's just the money count. That doesn't even count the other time and effort that's been donated. So go back and check out episode 80. I think it's episode 81 from the 24th of June titled Want to Maximise the Impact of Your CSR and Charitable Work? Here's How. And that gives you all the whys and wherefores. Um, But hearing from the Northern Ireland Children's Hospice that they've had they've now had themselves twenty-nine thousand in the last year from spin-offs on the back of the greatest showman, plus the money that Pip's Suicide Awareness had last year and a couple of other charitable things. Um that's a considerable amount. That's that's the thick end of forty thousand pounds, which has gone to fund amazing work being carried out to help those a lot less fortunate than many of us. And I'm really fucking proud of that. Uh, one day I'll maybe tell you about why the Northern Ireland Children's Hospice is so important to me I might have mentioned it in an episode before But I always end up crying I told the people about it on the night, uh, on Thursday night And I ended up in total tears So I don't like <laughs> talking about that often Because it really gets me back into that place And I'm even welling up just a little bit thinking about it now So, But out of the event there's Out of that event on Thursday night There's a major worldwide conglomerate business Massive, massive, billion, multi-billion dollar uh, business that's going to partner up with the Northern Ireland Children's Hospice. There's also a large transport firm that's going to partner up with them. There's also a wellness company too that wants to partner up with them. And that's just to name a few of the relationships that were struck out of the event that we did on Thursday night. So that's invaluable for the hospice. And if I don't stick my head above the parapet, waiting waiting there for the trolls to try and shoot it off because I think I'm just humble bragging, this type of stuff doesn't actually fucking happen. So I am very proud of that. Now, stage three of our Tour de France of the greatest showman event. Now we're heading up to the top of the freaking Mount Blanc now, Um uh, and this one actually gives me so much satisfaction. And it's literally, it's literally witnessing people realizing the fear only exists between our ears. The fear, it's not a real thing. So, for instance, I set the bar very high for people to attend this event, and I do that purposefully. Now. It unfortunately means that I have plenty of dropouts and no-shows at the event because potential attendees just can't get themselves across the line, across the line, across that fear threshold of singing and dancing in fancy dress when you're sober with complete and other strangers. But that those dropouts, that's a price worth paying for me because I'm trying to create 200 people who are worthy of a Walrussian passport and I don't want the bland or those who can't break out of their silos ...to get a Russian passport unless they prove they deserve it. And only those who complete the full event actually deserve it. Now, those dropouts at the last minute, don't worry, I'm not writing them off. I will encourage them this year, um, over the next 12 months... ...and and try and get all of them to make it next year, because it is a process, it takes time. Now, I love watching those who've just about summoned enough courage to attend the event. You can usually spot them, they're the ones without the fancy dress... Sitting down at the back of the cinema. But once they have participated in the sing-along. And they've no option as I ensure that everyone is singing and dancing. It soon dawns on them that there was nothing to fear all along. And then they start to think about all the other things in their lives that they fear. Um, that might also melt away. If they just man up or woman up. As the case may be. And that's a wonderful feeling for, for me. In fact there were guys down the back. Actually one of them was a mentee of mine and some of his staff. Down the back of the cinema this time, I moved them to the front of the cinema and what actually happened, they absolutely loved it, they were scared shitless, they danced the night away, they got loads of cracking photographs, loads of um, staff team bonding done, absolutely amazing uh, and they just about came to the event. So stage four of my reflections after the event about uh, what had gone wrong etc or what went right. I, I put far too much pressure on myself. This is a wee learning for me. I put far too much pressure on myself from the outset, as usual when I when I did this event. Doing too much of the work myself, albeit I had huge help from Lucy McMullen, Alan Wallace, John Grant, Liam O'Neill, batch buddies to name but a few. Uh, oh, and I better mention uh, Pizza Guys. Pizza Guys. Um, uh, Karen, the owner of Pizza Guys, um, at the last minute, literally with an hour's notice. Karen Kelly, with an hour's notice, literally put on him. Mean, it must have been about a hundred pizzas. You want to see these pizzas lined out, and they're all brought to the cinema and everybody noshed on those. Fantastic. So Pizza Guys in Andersonstown Road in Belfast donated all of that. Thank you very much. Um but I left myself with too much to do, particularly with the huge obstacles that have been thrown in my way. Now next year. This is a promise to myself and hold me to this listeners next year. I'm going to ask a PR company who wishes to to donate their time towards their own CSR objectives to help me with the organization. So if you're a PR company out there and you want to get involved in the greatest showman event next year as part of your own CSR, hit me up and you can help me rather than me doing all this work. And I'm going to start organizing the event earlier. I'm going to spread the load I'm going to set an even bigger target, Jonathan Lambert. And I know he listens to this. Um, podcast, I'm going to set a target uh, for this one event of raising more than £10,000 next year, next November, and Jonathan's going to absolutely love me saying that, because he knows I always hit my targets, now remember, that's 10 k after the cost of the cinema and the other outlay, Um, so that's a big amount, and uh, that would be, one other thing I say, that would be a third year of doing this event um, of singing along to stuff, so I'd love it this is what this is my wee idea, all the wee idea. I want you to help me with this. So I don't think we can do the greatest showman again, third time. We've done it twice and it was absolutely fantastic. But next time we want to do another movie, another musically themed movie or a musical that we could all sing and dance to. Now a few that come to mind maybe are Hamiltons. Or some people have recommended that to me. The Rocky Horror Picture Show, maybe Grease, Mamma Mia, The Blues Brothers. Why don't you hit me up on my social and let me know what you think? What? What musical would make you really want to attend this event next year to get you out across your your comfort zone? Let me know, okay? So I'm going to sign off with this message to you. And it really hit home when I was actually watching, um, it was the night after The Greatest Showman on Friday night, watching Bohemian Rhapsody, the story of the life of Freddie Mercury. Uh, By the way, it's a fantastic movie and I really recommend that you watch it. But it really struck me that if a totally unique talent like Freddie Mercury can be taken from us at such a young age and a person who impacted the lives of so many people who created so much beautiful music and and the film actually culminates on that Live Aid concert um, that he did back in 1985 along with other bands then we better get our asses in gear because we're unlikely to have Freddie's talent so we need to take more of the opportunities that are presented to us To help us grow So the next time I mean Freddie had all that talent And he was still taken too young And he had so much left to achieve But we don't have that sort of talent So the next time some crazy likes me Crazy likes Crazy likes me (laughs) Crazy like me Ask you to go to some crazy event Like The Greatest Showman That sounds really outside your comfort zone And the type of event that no sane person would turn turn up to That's probably exactly the event you need to go to If it scares you, that's a sign that you've got to do it. And you could be a proud holder of a passport to Wallace Island, just like the 200 who received them on Thursday night. But of course, whether you do or not, it's your own fucking choice.